everyone. Welcome back to Vampire Weekday, the podcast where we overanalyze everything Vampire Weekend. Uh, once again, I'm joined by my co-host, Kevin. Uh, you want to say hi real quick? Hey, everybody. How are we doing out there? Happy, I guess we're probably launching on a Tuesday, likely. So happy Tuesday for those who are <laughs> listening in a punctual manner. Yes. Um, the the world of podcast filming and dropping is uh, is out of time. Um, so, um, but happy Tuesday. We're trying to be timeless here, really. Tuesdays. Um, but um, today's podcast, we're going to be covering Bambina, um, the song off of Father of the Bride. I believe it's the third song. Um, and um, yeah, I thought it was a really interesting song. Uh, I feel like there's a lot to dive in, so I'm excited for it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a neat little song. Um, something I did want to touch on before we got into our discussion uh, Nico had the great idea to discuss or at least bring up the podcast to r slash Vampire Weekend. Um, and we have seen a pretty significant influx of new listeners. Um, what we're assuming is attributed to that. Uh, also got some very nice comments on that Reddit post. So thank you, Reddit people. Um, we now have people listening to the show that aren't just our friends. Uh, they're strangers out there. So thank you. Um, we are also on Twitter. Um, in case anybody's curious about that, at Weekday Vampire. Uh, at Vampire Weekend has been taken by somebody who's not tweeted in several years. Um, we could get angry at them if we wanted to, but I don't think we're going to do that this time. Um, but yeah, at Weekday Vampire, uh, we'll tweet about the show every week. Uh, I pretty much use it as a burner uh, <laughs> during the week when nothing else is going on. Uh, but also, thank you. Welcome. I hope you're having a good time here. Yeah, Kevin's Twitter game is uh is pretty fire. So I was excited to to have him take over the Twitter uh for for our podcast. But now the pressure's on. Now people are paying attention. I'm like, yeah, right. I don't even know if my stuff translates outside our our sphere. You know, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um. So so what were your impressions of um of the of Bambina? You know, it's it's funny. I was listening to. Uh, a time crisis this morning as I was going about my day. Uh, episode 121, I believe, for those of you who want to connect the dots in this universe we have here. And Ezra was kind of talking about, he was talking about some Father of the Bride stuff and was kind of going into uh, not specifically Bambina, but some of the other shorter tracks in the album. The idea being, you know, when you have a shorter track like this, they were really trying to create a vignette. And the idea here is we want to connect an experience to a larger theme or a larger understanding. And I think as Nico suggested before we started talking here, there's definitely some, some themes here that are particularly salient and just kind of a cool thing where you can, you can look at these smaller understandings, things that everybody has experienced and kind of share them in a broader context, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the I was actually... Um, having some trouble kind of figuring out what the the not even story but the theme of the song was at first um, and then I saw someone linking the um, the line about uh, can't speak when the waves reach our house upon the dunes mm -hmm. and linking it to Matthew 7 24 20 through uh, verses 24 to 27 
everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. And, and so that just like made it like, okay, so this is about like Christians who aren't actually living up their faith. Like this is about saying like my Christian faith, like cannot withstand these injustices, but then just not doing anything like, oh chow chow like bye like i'm I'm out of here until it gets better like i don't want to have to deal with this because i don't have to deal with this um yeah so i i i thought that helped me really bridge the gaps between a lot of these things um and then chow chow bambina translates to bye bye baby um so just kind of furthering that like i'm out of here uh, mentality yeah, I um, I don't know if it explicitly is a religious kind of metaphor we're going for here, but I think that's absolutely an interpretation, and the 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 use of my Christian heart definitely helps with that. And there is a lot of, I guess you could say, imagery that could be thought to be biblical throughout this. Um, you have a life felt like heaven today. I mean, people mm-hmm. say that, but also like, it just kind of fills in that theme. So I totally get, I totally get what you're going for there. Yeah. Well, I think the other thing that lends itself to the, the um, explicitly religious um, connotation is in the chorus, he says, um, my Christian heart could not withstand the thundering arena. I'll see you in the violence ends. And the first thing that came to mind on that was um, like the early Christian persecution in the Colosseum, like the thundering arena. Um, okay. Where they would literally have lions kill Christians uh, in like the 300s. Um, and so, so I think this is speaking to like, oh, like, my Christian heart couldn't do that. So, like, I'll just see you when the violence ends. Like, I'm not Christian when when the violence is happening. Um, so, for now, bye. But, like, when it gets better, like, I, 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 could, I could do it. And it's like, well, that's not really – you're not really not living your point. Yeah. Then. No, I, yeah, um, that's – And I don't think it has to really be – That's really cool. I don't think it has to be, like, a Christian – faith necessarily i think it's just talking about like hypocrisy in general um and using yes. this as an example because that's that's something i saw on a, a reddit discussion earlier today um i don't know if you dug into this there's, there's a thread about bambina and yeah and they there's a, obviously a lot of christian potential discussion here but you're right it is a lot more of a like you're bringing yourself into a situation then all of a sudden oh i don't know if i want to be a part of this anymore um and that is somebody, source of something, excuse me, that anybody religious or otherwise has probably felt at some point, realizing they're part of something and then realizing they might have even had a stake in it and then wanting to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then verse two was interesting to me because um, there's, there's a hint of like possible like police brutality talk with yeah the, how about that be trusted when the police come they always come too soon but then mm-hmm. verse two i feel like fervors that because it's saying there's no signs of injustice no signs so it, you, you're viewing this from this character who's like oh like 
my my Christian heart weeps for this, but like I'm not going to do anything about it. And mm-hmm. so like they're seeing these, they're like, there's no signs of injustice, but then the world's on fire. Like the flames are filling up the room. Um, and he's like still in denial where he's like fire can't be trusted though. And it's like the engines come, they're, they're overreacting. They're coming too soon. The fire uh, engines are coming way too soon. Um, and so I thought about like um, denying like racial unrest in the US, uh, especially this summer in general, even though this came out before that, of course, but racial tensions have always been there. And so mm-hmm. it just really sticks out with, with this past summer where you have no signs of injustice. You, you keep saying there's no signs of injustice. There's no like explicit racially motivated acts in this person's head, but yet the flames are there. The consequences are there. So like, how can it not be there? How can the signs not be there? Yeah, this is, uh, I think this verse is a little more connected than the first one. Like you, you, you mentioned the, the, the biblical metaphor there and then there's the mention of the police, but this one definitely feels unified around that theme you discussed there. Something that caught me, my first listen through is this, this song starts with kind of an interesting rhythmic pattern. I don't know if it's like a, like a weird time signature or something, but the lyrical delivery here, the way Ezra says no signs of injustice, there's basically no emphasis on the in part of injustice. I don't know if that mm. was intentional or not, okay. but my, like when you're just listening to it without like reading the lyrics, I, I frankly missed that the first time through. Interesting. And I, 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 I don't know if there's any intention there, but if you listen to the song, it's hard to pick up on him saying injustice versus mm-hmm. just justice. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Maybe that's like revealing kind of, so, so on the surface level, the injustice, uh, no signs of injustice is what the person wants to say, but deep down they know that there's no signs of justice present. Could be. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't catch that at all. Just uh, something I thought of, cause it's like the song starts and it's got this weird, like, I don't know how to describe the rhythm, but it's almost like it's like catching itself kind of. Yeah. It's then like the, the lyrical delivery the that couples beat. with that. Yes. Yeah. If you feel on edge, it's, it's not to the extent of California English, like we've yeah. discussed earlier, mm-hmm. but um, it's definitely feels very like rushed. And before you know it, the song's over almost. Exactly. Um, and I think, I feel like that lends itself to the first line that starts the, um the song no time to discuss it it's like you create this atmosphere where it's like oh we don't have time to discuss that we we can't talk about those those things that like need to be talked about like i i have other stuff i have to deal with no exactly because you hear it right away you if, if you at least for me you don't even hear the two like it's barely there no time to discuss it it's like it's mm-hmm. it's missing or it's you're right it's like it, it does feel rushed it does feel bothered kind of yeah and i another line i wanted to bring up you brief you mentioned it briefly but the life felt like heaven today i want to talk about this too so i'm glad you brought it up yeah i took it as um kind of a ignorance is bliss where life felt like heaven for him because he's not paying attention what what did you think no, I think that fits the theme a lot better because my, 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 my question I wanted to bring up was, is there some 
was there a realization like life felt like heaven today like i had a good time today Mm -hmm. um but you're right yeah you can catch yourself in these moments like i for one had a good sunday today that doesn't mean that there's not like terrible things going on in the world Mm -hmm. and yeah it's like how do you how do you compose yourself in terms of is it selfish for me to be enjoying my life while terrible things are going on um so it's a good conversation to be had um the next line i I want your thoughts on the like a foreign car though we are american made (laughs) yeah i i am stuck on that one (laughs) so i'll be honest with you when i like you hear it and you're like this sounds fine and i want to i want to i want to preface this comment by saying i don't mean this to come across as like our music opinions as being elitist or anything but like when you hear us like when you just read a lyric that's like like a foreign car though we are american made that feels like the sort of thing you'd see in like an aerosmith song mm, like okay. and not to not to say anything against aerosmith but it's like i feel like we've we've set a higher bar with <laughs> lyricism here and like I can imagine Steven Tyler like belting out like like a foreign car or American made. And it's like, it just feels a little funky to me. Yeah. I wanted to think about, um, I would say like, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into a little woke vampire weekday again, but like this whole episode, <laughs> this whole episode is woke vampire. It's weekday, very woke. So, yeah. Uh, but um, when, when I was like trying to dig deep and figure out what it meant, I was thinking maybe there's like a racial element to it because it's like I'm like a oh, foreign, okay. it's, it's like a foreign car though like just to be clear we're American made we're Americans like don't get it wrong we're where we belong here it's like is it like a racial thing so I don't know I that's I, interesting I yeah I didn't really think about it like that it definitely could be um yeah, I'm just I, trying to think is like if, if really you look at this no little idea. stanza, this bridge overall, the next two lines, I thought I'd probably stay before I know I know. That ties into the greater theme that we're kind of exploring here of hypocrisy, like lack mm-hmm. of faith. But yeah, you're right. This this line is is interesting. Yeah. So what what did you think about um as, as a more general comment on the song, what did you think about Ezra t- uh, taking on this persona of like a Christian for it? Because he's not Christian. He's, he's Jewish. And- yeah, it's the, the, the guy certainly seems like he's raised Christian. That's all it seems like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Even though like he, he wasn't. And I mean, it comes across a lot. Is it to me, it almost could just be like an attempt to relate to a more common experience because mm. I mean, Judaism and cultural Judaism, it's a pretty significant minority in this country. Um, So I'm curious if it's just an attempt to relate to a broader audience. Um, Because you're right, it's like, it's, 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 it's weird to take this on. And we've seen plenty of Christian, or at the very least, biblical imagery Mm -hmm. throughout the rest of the discography. Um, and it, it does attempt to become blatant here because you're right, you're, you're, you're taking on a very specific character. Um, I'm almost curious if we talk about capital C Catholic versus lowercase Catholic. I'm curious if he's almost attempting to take on a lowercase C Christian mm. here, if you will, in terms of that kind of like 
lack of faith versus attempt at having faith theme we discussed previously. Yeah, I, I think it definitely ties into the kind of like agnostic. I don't I don't know as much um, mm-hmm. like culturally Christian, but are they actually practicing it out? Um, sure. No. And so I, I, I think you could tie that in. That seems, I think, reasonable in this case. Because we talked about, like, it's, it doesn't have to be overtly Christian. Yeah. There's some faith based here. But, yeah, it's, I think that might be the best read of it, considering the rest of the song. Yeah, yeah. What did you think of, um, did you dig a little into where the title comes from? No, I didn't actually. So there's a song by Domenico Modugno. Uh, sorry if I butcher that name, but um, it's in Italian, uh, obviously. Okay. And it's called Ciao Ciao Bambina. Um, and so it roughly translates to Bye Bye Baby. Um, okay. It's this like sad love song where he says it rains on our love. Um, so bye um will i lose you by blah 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 um and so i i thought it was interesting because it doesn't seem to explicitly tie to the the song at all um i think it could i mean he is saying bye i'll see you when the violence ends for now bye but um I thought it was an interesting choice because I don't see an explicit connection. It's almost like the song that was used in the trailer for um, for the movie, the short film Walcott was based off of. That's um, right. Yeah. There was it's like, like what, what, no explicit connection. It just yeah, I guess if anything, I mean, I haven't heard this song, but from what you're saying, it might be describing kind of like a sour, sad situation. And there might be a little bit of that here. Um, it also could just be, again, kind of a thematic thing. I, um, I referenced back this episode of Time Crisis this morning, and a lot of what was going into Father the Bride, um, obviously thematically you're trying to create a big picture, but also a lot of this little or like smaller stuff was just an attempt to kind of create an aura, a mood board, as Ezra mm-hmm. said a couple of times, and he likes to use that term. Um, and things like that might not directly relate to like a specific song, but they do kind of relate to like an overall motif, I would say. Mm-hmm. And to kind of include an esoteric, sad Italian song, just tangentially related to your album, I think bolsters that part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's a great point. I think that Len that works great when you consider um, the fact that a lot of these songs on Father of the Bride are very like folksy related, like mm-hmm. tied to almost like traditions of different cultures. Um, so Rich Man, for example, I believe is based off of like a um, kind of folk song uh, that, that's, um, been, that's been very old and uh, well-known. I think it's Irish, but anyway, it's, he, they, bring from like a bunch of different cultures all of these like folksy stuff um and it kind of creates this motif throughout the album that i i, I would agree with sure okay I like the sound of that or as ariel would say at the end of the song uh to an extent yeah <laughs> so sympathy comes right after this right and it just kind of like launches into it is that uh, right 
no <laughs> that's very not right shoot okay so because i'm trying to think about like how that little phrase fits into the like context of the album but you you totally got me there <laughs> now i'm gonna now i, I want to get a track listing here um so bambina's third and then this life is next oh okay i knew i because i was thinking it was I, for some reason, I thought it was sympathy, but I guess well, it was just because, a song that started Ariel, strongly. Ariel in sympathy at the start of it says something also. That's that right. Okay. That's why I thought that because there's the, like the, yeah, there, the, you're right. There is some vocalization there. <laughs> Do you think there's any significance of the, uh, to an extent? Yeah. Um, Maybe just in the sense that it's kind of like a, not like, kind of a wishy-washy statement mm -hmm. and we kind of are talking about like somebody being a Fairweather fan here mm -hmm. so that could be it like not yeah. willing to fully commit like the sort the sort of thing you might catch somebody saying in conversation if these touchier subjects might be addressed yeah I think you could definitely see yourself in a political conversation with someone and you like make a point and they don't necessarily fully agree with it. And they're just like, sure. uh, to an extent, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I, I think that's, that's uh, I, I think it's also just a fun way to end the song. Mm -hmm. so it's almost like, yeah, it's, 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 all, it's like you're not taking yourself too seriously, I would say. Yeah. yeah. So any final thoughts on the song before we close? nothing i can think of you yeah no i i think we covered it well i i think the main theme present is um hypocrisy and not really mm -hmm. fully living to what you say um sure he uses a christian context for this but yeah i think you could apply it to to whatever okay yeah i like it i like it i think i think we did a good job it's a fun song um just to listen to musically i'm glad we could get a little little meaning out of it mm-hmm yeah, for sure. Uh, so now, top five. I'll let you go first. Stranger. Unbelievers. Campus. Walcott. Bambina. Walcott that high. Interesting. I like it. It's a fun song. Um, okay. I'm going to go... Um, campus, stranger, unbelievers. Um, what am I forgetting? <laughs> we did, um, campus, unbelievers, California, <laughs> English, Hudson, stranger, Walcott, Bambina. Those are I guess I'm not forgetting any. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it's just Campus, you're just having a hard time. Campus Stranger Unbelievers. Um let's go let's go Bambina and then walk. There we go. Okay. Um yeah, yeah, I'll stick with that. Beautiful. I don't know, man. It's it's my top three are just like solid. And then it's like after oh, that it really is a crap. They're all good. Yeah. <laughs> It's there's no bad songs. No, there's no bad. Well, maybe there's a few, but <laughs> it's like you're right. It just kind of becomes like a mosh. Yeah. Okay. All right. What do we got for a hat this week? So for the hat this week, 
we have a Chicago Cubs hat. Oh, the, the bear, all right. The bear on it. Um, the bear is a great logo. I, that great almost logo. makes me want to be a Cubs fan. Almost. <laughs> almost. Um, so our song for the next week is Harmony Hall. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I should put on, like, a suit and tie for this. Holy cow. Are we ready to tackle, like, a – because there's probably, like, I would say four or five songs in the discography that are, like, like big money moves kind of songs. And, like, this is one of them. You know, so this is kind of a big deal. Audience size would increase by two, twice the size um, in time for Harmony Hall. In time Uh, time for Harmony Hall. It's almost like Nico thought about this. Yeah, almost. Oh, no. Um, (laughs) Week after the election, it'll be interesting to analyze a song that I think is. Yeah, so we're going to try. Supremacy. So (laughs) So we're going to try and drop this song, this episode, the hypocrisy episode on election day mm-hmm. and then we'll let our thoughts cook for a week and then we're going to drop i'm going to say one of the greatest songs of all time in harmony hall <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm excited to dig deep we we could do a 10 minute segment on the guitar solo alone so goodness gracious holy cow <laughs> okay well thanks everyone all right godspeed folks thanks take it easy running and we'll see you next week um.